listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Well, thanks, Carolyn. That was interesting stuff. I went to a second-hand clothes shop at the weekend, or vintage shop, as it's now known, and I was amazed at the brand-new clothes and shoes that never been worn there at great prices. And you're helping the environment. Now it's time to get our view from Australia. I'm delighted to welcome Chris Weston, Head of Research at Pepperstone. Good morning. And let's start with, what's the view from your window, Chris? What's the view from my window? Uh, well, it's a bit cold and a bit choppy at the moment. Um, hoping for summer to, to come a little bit earlier this year, but uh, um, yes, uh, a bit of dull, miserable day here in Melbourne at the moment. Mm, sorry to hear that. Well, we have a hot weather warning in place in Hong Kong. Now, of course, the view from Australia isn't just about what's from Chris's window. It's about the markets as well. So let's kick off. The RBA announced on Tuesday that there would be no change to the base rate of 4.1%, but it sent out strong signals that it's likely to go up soon. How do you see the rate evolving over the next six months and any light at the end of the tunnel for mortgage payers like me? And myself as well. And I've literally, um, I have, I have just rolled off from uh, from fixed into variable yeah. yesterday. So I'm uh, looking forward to. Uh, yeah, I've the got that. Payment, <laughs> I've got that shock week. in September. <laughs> Wish me luck. Yeah, well, you've, you've you've timed it very well. So congratulations to you trading trading your mortgage at the low. <laughs> um, but look, the way the market's there, the market's setting up. I mean, I think it's very hard to predict. And it was, it's been very hard to predict for some time, and, and so many people have got it wrong. But the reason it's so hard to predict is because the RBA have bought themselves some time. Their reaction function hasn't changed, but they're completely data dependent, and we're really at the mercy of data. And, yeah. and they're, they're working on the data coming in and then making decisions. They're not proactive. They're not forecasting and making, uh, you know, anticipating. They're letting the data come to them, and then they're going to react to that. So. With that in mind, I think you know, the next employment um, report that comes out on the 20th of July, I think that's going to be really important. Um, we've got, then got the, 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 the Q2 CPI print uh, on the 26th of July. We expect, obviously, that to be a little bit softer, given what we saw from the monthly read. But um, the market is saying now uh, that, that they expect a rate hike coming through on the 1st of August from the RBA. We're pricing in about 65 70% chance that's happening into the interest rate futures at the moment. Yeah. Um, then it gets interesting. If you go out the, out the curve and you go to the end of the year, the market's pricing two rate hikes uh, and you know the, the, the sort of peak pricing around 4.70. So unfortunately, the market is saying on balance right now that we are expecting more hikes, maybe another two. But the data will depend on that. So you said your fixed-term mortgage is just coming to an end, Chris. Are you going on to a flexible rate or a fixed rate? Uh, I'm, I'm not going on to a fixed rate. I... I spoke to my bank the other day and I asked them, are you seeing actually any business in people looking to fix loans? But yeah. apparently they are. Um, now, uh, I, I'm not. I mean, I, I don't see rate cuts anytime soon. So, you know, obviously when we fix mortgages in Australia, you typically do it for, for two years. Some people do it for a maximum of five, which is typically is a sort of two-year situation. So, like, I think in the next two years, it's, I'm not, I'm not, not going to forecast where... The cash rate's going to be over the next two years, but I don't think it's going to be significantly lower where, where we are at the moment unless we see an absolute collapse in the economy. So I, yeah, I don't want to fix it, but I, I, you know, I think there's pretty limited downside on the, on the, on the variable as well. So is, are many people defaulting? Is there a, a, much of a, a problem with people not being able to afford their mortgages? Do you see anything in the media on that? 
It's, no, I mean, the, the, the mortgage arrears are still very low in Australia. I mean, we've had a little bit of a bounce in, in bank equity, but the, the asset quality of the bank at the moment, um, from the last reporting and from you know, the anecdotal evidence we're hearing, is, is, is still it's in pretty good condition. Non-performing loans are, are still very, very low. Obviously, we're going to get more of an impact and an understanding about how that works out uh, when CBA reports on the 8th of, um, uh, of August. Uh, or the 9th of August, sorry. Um, so we'll understand a bit more about that. The other three big banks um, have a different reporting calendar and they'll give us updates. But I think that that's where we'll understand it. But at the moment, the, the mortgage arrears and, and asset quality of the banks is, is, is pretty good. Um, they're not really giving us too much concern. Um, there isn't, I don't think there's the same sort of fear, uh, fear in Australia um, of the, you know, the, the, the mortgage cliff, effectively. I know, I know there's a lot of people who are hurting, but... I was in the UK the other day, and, and there really, there really is, you know, it feels like there's a genuine fear in the market about what's happening. It's front-page news, the press are doing a good job of, of promoting that fear. And rightly so, I mean, a lot of people are hurting there. But I don't think we've got that same degree of, of, of concern. People are concerned, but not to the same extent as I saw in the UK. But, yeah, I think we're going to learn a lot more um, in, in that reporting season that's coming up pretty soon. Okay, well, hope you'll be back <clears throat> after those important data comes out to um, give us some updates. Uh, the, let's stick with the RBA. So the government will soon be announcing whether it will reappoint the current governor or changing. What are your thoughts on that and how could that possibly um, affect? Would it lead to any change of policy? It's a great question and we're going to get that. Uh, the well, the announcement might come very soon, but uh, the actual uh, appointment won't take place until mid-September. Um, I haven't seen who, who the betting markets have as, as, as their favourite. I mean, there's a good chance that, that Filippo may retain his position for a, for a short term. Um, I think the market would be fairly comfortable with that situation. Um, but there's, there's some, some, some strong candidates to, to potentially replace. Michelle Bullock is the deputy governor. He's a very capable uh, ladies, an incredible CV. Um, you know, we've got Stephen Kennedy, who's the head of the Federal Treasury as well. And I think probably, you know, if I was a, a betting man, um, I, I would be looking at someone like Guy DeBell. Um, you know, he's, he's been very influential on the RBA. He's had some fantastic roles as, you know, um, senior member in super funds and worked at Fortescue um, Future in Industries as well. So someone like Guy DeBell would be um, a very capable uh, human. He's got an amazing CV as well. And, and you know, he studied at MIT under, um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name now, but he's, um, yeah, he's a very capable individual as well. I think the market's going to see continuation playing through. No radical new member, and therefore you know, policy continuation seems to be the name of the game. So I don't expect... Um, a new member of the RBA uh, as the governor to, to, to jolt markets. I think the market will see it as a, a fairly seamless transition. Now, um, I know Australia has been very resilient to recessions in the past. What do you think the chances of it going into yeah. recession um, over the next year or so? Oh, um, I mean, I, I think there's a, I don't want to say 50-50 because you, I don't want to sit on the fence getting splintered. No, no, <laughs> um, that's not nice. But I think, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's, the, the RBA have, have been talking about this narrow path um, and, and they're confident that they can thread the, um, the economy through and, 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 and have a soft landing while raising rates and, and, and crimping inflation. The good thing is, is inflation is going in the right direction if you're looking at headline. Um, but if you actually look at core services, they're you know, still pretty sticky and, and, and that's something that, that will take some time to come down. But you know, if we if we were to see yeah the cash rate going up to say 4.7, which is as I say what the, what the market's pricing, 
you know, I think there is going to be a big slowdown. Demand's going to get hit pretty hard, and, and I think that could lead to, um, you know, a, a, a good chance that we're going to get a shallow recession. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not calling a, a, a housing crash by any means at all. But if we were to see house prices um, after about four months or so of rising start to roll over and you know, auction clearance rates start to fall, um, yeah, I think people's perception of household wealth will, will, will play into that as well. We could see lower demand coming through. So I think there's a, a reasonable chance that we go into recession. Um, it's what that recession looks like. Are we going to see the unemployment rate you know, picking up off, off you know, decade-year lows um, and, and start to see a you know, real slack in the economy playing yeah. through in terms of the labour market? But I think that would be you know, something we're watching. At the moment, the labour market's very, very tight. Uh, and growth's okay. Um, but yeah, I think if the cash rate was to go above that, those levels and stay there for a long period of time, then I think demand, uh, once that lag effect kicks in, I think, yeah, there could be some, some, some demand disruption that, that causes a, a shallow recession. Well, Chris Weston, Head of Research at Pepperstone, thanks for joining us. And I really hope you'll be back after the data. There's some important data coming out that you told us about that could affect your insights. So please thanks come back. Much.